Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Now, keeping us on top of the latest in China's economy is Dan Wang. She's chief economist at Hang Seng Bank China. A great time to have you on the show. You say that easing COVID restrictions is going to make things worse before they get better. Uh, I think, is that because COVID cases are going to rise and that's going to be a problem? Or do you think they're not doing this right or that it's not going to last? Uh, well, uh, as the winter is approaching, um, COVID cases will rise quite significantly. And there is a concern that there might be a hospital run in major cities in China. Uh, and right now, there are also a lot of confusions on what the real relaxations are. Um, because in places like Beijing and Shanghai, uh, supposedly, we don't need a health code or COVID test to get into public transportation. But if you want to get into uh, office buildings, it really usually would require 24-hour or 48-hour PCR test. So there is a lot of inconsistency there. Yeah, and that's one of the questions that I've been asking. It really is the degree to which we could see the healthcare system in China stress to a point that it nearly breaks. And what you're saying is that that, that that is a huge risk right now. But for the government's credibility, which is very much on the line, when you think about not only what's happening domestically, the stress that people must be under in these large cities, what they've endured for the last three years, but the companies who are outside of China trying to get a sense of how they can conduct business within the mainland, I mean, this is going to be confusing, not just domestically, but on the global stage as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when we talk to foreign investors, be it in financial market or in the real economy, especially in uh, supply chains like new energy vehicle, uh, it just seems that China's demand has been fundamentally weakened. Um, there are no aggressive rescue package similar to the size of the 2008 financial crisis. Um, and then for the central government, now this is a transition period um, before the new leaders are in place in the coming March during the two sessions. There wouldn't be any drastic policy reversal um, and we wouldn't get very clear policy signals either. And for domestic investors, they are anxious to see when, for example, uh, the interest rate can be lowered um, because for many of them, the liquidity is drying up with the prolonged COVID lockdown. And for foreign investors, there's also a question on whether 
China still welcome foreign investments in general. You think that、uh, the property market is going to be a source of growth this year? What do you see happening there?、Uh, the property market has been the pillar industry for China in the past twenty years, and this year it has been quite depressed. The housing sales has. Been contracting for about thirty to forty percent,、uh, depending on、uh, the cities you're in. And next year, it just seems that the government is eager to、um, assemble this rescue package, amounting to about one to two trillion RMB. And those money will not be, of course, all spent within one year. It probably will be spreading over the three-year period.、Um, but It seems that most of those money will be as a liquidity provision for the real estate developers.、Um, for the demand side,、uh, there are a lot of、uh, pessimism about when the housing market can really turn up.、Uh, the consumers and home buyers really need some clear signal on whether、uh, the COVID control will come to an end in 2023. And right now, that signal is not entirely clear. Um, mm-hmm. But for infrastructure spending in China, it is coming to an end. And for 2023, the only thing that still gets a momentum is probably housing. Yeah, I'm wondering, Dan, very quickly in about、uh, 40 seconds or so, do you think it's possible that Beijing reverses itself on some of the measures that we saw as it relates to consumer-facing tech companies? The crackdown could they relax? Uh, restrictions a bit to allow the industry to resuscitate or to be resuscitated as a way of driving growth very quickly. Oh, the signal is not entirely clear yet.、Um, but for the gaming companies, there are some welcoming signs. For example, some of the games、uh, by Tencent have got improved.、Um, but I don't think it's the end of the regulation yet. For internet companies, they still need to wait. Uh, before the two sessions, we can't really be sure. All right. Well, Dan Wang, chief economist at Hang Seng Bank China, thank you so very much for your insights, particularly your view of how slow the turn away from COVID zero may be as cases spike of COVID this winter. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar, and premier sponsor QNB, join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.